everyone, and welcome back to the Dear Teenage Girl podcast. I'm so excited to be back with another episode, and this week I have a special friend. Hi, my name's Courtney Fleming. And today we are going to be talking a little bit about eating disorders. So this is a topic that may um, be a little bit triggering for some people, but we just want to be open and honest about the struggles that we have had and how it has um, brought us closer to the Lord. But then, of course, there were times where we drifted a little bit away from the Lord through it, but how you can come closer to the Lord and hopefully um, get to that point where you are in recovery. Um, so, Courtney, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? So, I'm a second-year student at Loyalist in the Social Service Work Program. Um, I gave my life to Christ at 14. Um, I recently got baptized in my church and did my profession of faith in May during this whole COVID weird time. Um, I'm currently, so I'm just about to turn 19 here in the middle of the month. Um, yeah, it's a pretty exciting time. Uh, gonna graduate in April and still contemplating what to do. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Deciding what you're going to do with life, that is so hard. I know that I am having to decide what school I want to go to and what um, career path I want to take. And it's definitely hard, but I'm trusting God. Yeah. See, I've been um, contemplating a YWAM and some further schooling or whether just to work because I am a child care therapist. Yeah. Yeah. I think that YWAM sounds so cool. I know that it's something that I wanted to do or like a Cape and Ray. Um, my dream was always to go to the Cape and Ray in Australia. Yes. Um, but because of COVID, they're not allowing people in from outside of the country, which sucks. But maybe after I go to like university, I can try going there again. Yeah. It's so hard with like COVID and like wanting to go to a school, but if you were to go to YWAM, like, where do you think you would go? Like, what country? Um, so I've actually been looking at one in Australia as well. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's one that's about lowering suicide rates, and that's really had a passion on my heart the past okay. few years, contemplating. So I was going to do it right out of high school, but then COVID hit. So now I'm in this weird time of what do I do now? Yeah. No, that sounds so cool to go to the one in Australia. I know Australia is a beautiful place, and I definitely want to go there because it's warm, unlike Canada. <laughs> yeah, it's so much warmer. I had a friend that actually did a YWAM in Australia. Uh, she was like, she did coffee, so she learned about coffee and how it relates to God, which obviously seems really weird. But um, <laughs> through that, she was able to um, find God through coffee and how she can relate her work to it. Oh, wow, that's so cool. I guess you couldn't relate anything to God, so that's, yeah. that's amazing. When it's something as simple as coffee, coffee's in your everyday life. Like, you'd never think a cup of coffee in the morning could really relate to God. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. So, um, for this week's topic, we're going to talk about a little bit about eating disorders. So, do you want to maybe tell your testimony about... Um, you struggling with an eating disorder and then I'll share mine okay sounds good so I grew up um as a girl who always uh enjoyed food sometimes a little bit more than others and I really liked uh I really found it as a as a for, as a source of comfort just because I did struggle with a lot of trauma 
not just within my family, but um, with sexual abuse and um, other things from there. But that was how I coped was with food. Uh, so I was an overeater till about I was 17. So for 17 years, I was an overeater and I was always known as like one of the bigger girls in class um, until I was 17. And I found that I needed to like I figured that I was way too big and that I wanted to lose weight. Um, but unfortunately, every way I tried, I felt that I just wasn't good enough and that everything I was trying that wasn't working. So when I was 18, I, there was a few weeks where I'd stop eating. And I remember, um, people from my church found out and they specifically were like, well, like you need to eat, like it's important. So, mm-hmm. uh, the family I live with now, um, they're very, very on top of like making sure that I get my eating in and that I actually eat three meals a day. And if not that I get at least two good meals in a day. Yeah. And um, so right now I'm at a place where with my body, so I've lost 50 pounds since January of last, sorry, January of this year. But even from there, um, I've been a lot, like I've been like, it's not just from me not eating now, like I've been eating the proper foods and I've been shown the proper ways to lose weight. Yeah. Yeah. So, for me, um, I was always self-conscious about my weight since, I think, puberty. Um, I, uh, I always enjoyed food, and um, when people would be like, make sure that you don't, like, um, go through an eating disorder. Like, make sure that you have a healthy relationship with food. And I was like, oh, yeah, no problem. Like, I love food. Like, I could never not eat food. Um, and so, um, I went on with my life eating food. Um, when I hit puberty, I started to gain weight because I have, um, hypothyroid, which is, um, a disease where it's really easy to gain weight, but it's really hard to lose weight. And so, um, I loved eating and I would, um, have this time, um, after school would from like right after like school all like the stress of my day I would like eat a lot um and so then um I was noticing how I was like a little bit bigger than everyone else but um when I like were to point it out or if I was to uh notice it then people would be like no no like it's fine but then so I didn't really struggle too much with um my eating disorder until kind of COVID hit and when COVID hit I spent a lot of time on TikTok and um, I was seeing how everyone was doing like the Chloe Ting. And so I started doing Chloe Ting. I'm like, this is so cool. I'm like working out. I'm losing weight. This is awesome. I started eating healthier um, and everything was good. I was losing weight, which was great. And it's not that you have to lose weight. Like I never, ever once looked at someone else and thought like they need to lose weight. Um, and, but it was so weird because that's something that I was pointing out on myself. So I don't know. It was like this body dysmorphia all of a sudden, like I wasn't seeing that I was losing anything. And at this time there was this, um, 
at this time, there was this girl on my TikTok who was saying, the only way that you're ever going to lose weight is if you go on a calorie deficit. And so I was like, okay, I need to go on a calorie deficit. So I was counting my calories, but I didn't know how much calories I should be eating a day. And so I was working out excessively. I was um, eating under like a thousand calories like um, a day because I thought that that was the only way that I could lose weight. And so um, that turned into then only eating 300 calories, which turned into only eating like one meal a day but even that one meal would be like most people's snacks and that went on for weeks until I finally like broke down and um called my aunt and then um yeah and it's not that I was able to recover right away I was able to eat again but then um this summer I was actually working at a camp and um there was this whole push on social media for getting this summer body. And I hated that trend so much. I deleted TikTok because it was so toxic. I didn't want to see all these people that felt like they had to lose weight. But then it did get it to my head. And so um, I was working at a camp where I was getting at least like 20,000 steps a day. So, um, I was walking all the time and then in the morning I would go for a run and go kayaking or I would work out and so I was burning all of these calories but I would also only be eating one meal a day so everyone else would still have so much energy but I would be like passed out on the ground because I wasn't eating but I was working out so much I was walking all the time and it was really really bad summer for that um now I am in recovery, um, and I have been able to eat, um, and I just thank God for that. It was 100% a miracle because I went from, yeah, I would have times where I could eat three meals a day, but it was very rare, and once I did eat that three meals a day, I might starve myself for the next two weeks, and so it was really hard for me, but Um, I know that I had a lot of people praying for me and then it was almost like all of a sudden snap everything kind of went away and yeah I still struggle with body image but I haven't struggled with eating again there are times where I think about it but it's almost as if my body can't do that anymore if I skip even one meal then I like pass out and so I'm definitely grateful to God for that and I know that that's not going to be the case all the time but yeah so Um, what do you think have helped you to get to recovery? And do you think that that brought you closer to your relation in your relationship with God? Um, for me, it was honestly just taking that first step to reach out to someone. And then from Mm -hmm. there, having an accountability partner to keep me accountable. So I've been known for, uh, like, you know, saying I need help and then just not doing the work that's needed. So having that accountability partner really helped me so that I could really get a grip on it. Yeah. And even from there, uh, they really encouraged me to pray for, like, pray that God would use this and it would get me through the storm. And I remember specifically them praying for me this one time. And because I did a Bible study with a couple of my friends and I remember telling them, like, hey, like, I've been struggling with eating and, like, I remember specifically that we prayed that God would show me that food is can be a benefit, 
rather Mm -hmm. than a negative source. Because my whole life I've seen food as a negative source rather than something positive. Yeah. We specifically prayed that God would reveal that to me. Yeah. And little did they all know that three weeks later, like three weeks later, it was so obvious that food is such a necessity as Mm -hmm. much as I like as much as it can be taken for granted. Uh, like how how necessary food is in a daily routine. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What about you, Amy? Um, I think for me, as soon as I started struggling with eating, I knew that it was a problem, and so I turned to God. Um, and I would do these like Bible plans on the Bible app that was like about eating disorders. And of course, I put on private because I didn't want other people to know that I was struggling with it at that point. Um, and I think that really helped. And I just really made sure that I was digging into the Word. Um, but I think that this summer, um, my relationship with God even though I was at a Christian camp, which I think was very, very important that I was there. So I was around other Christians. Otherwise, I don't even know where I would be. Um, But my relationship with God wasn't super strong because I was almost guilty. I was like, God, you gave me this body and I'm starving myself and I'm not taking care of it. Like um, we're a temple and we should be taking care of our temple, but I wasn't. And so I felt almost guilty. So I went through a stage where I really was not close to God at all because I was guilty. It's not like I was blaming him. I was just so guilty. Um, but then um, now I'm just really looking to God. And I know that people have been praying for me. And it has just really helped with my recovery and just making sure that I am praying in times when I feel like I'm drowning um but I'm like God I really need you right now and he always shows up for me yes and I think a song that's really helped me too is like God I need you because it really says that God I need you like to come and like help within me because I can't do it by my own like I need that like right hand man to carry me along it kind of and I was it's funny because I'm in a discipleship class right now and we actually talk about the footprints poem a lot of like how, like, if you can't walk beside God and you only see the one set of footprints, that's God carrying you the whole way yeah. around, like, full way across. And it's very important, like, it's a very interesting aspect to see that, like, even though you can't carry yourself and that you can't do it all on your own, how mm-hmm. God's there to provide the entire time. Yeah. Um, so I know that um, I was talking to this one lady um about my eating disorder because I was being put in this almost like support group for um eating disorders and I sorry I just got in my thoughts um I I was put in the support group for people who are struggling with an eating disorder and I was talking to the lady and she's like why do you want to like go through a recovery like what is pushing you and I remember saying if you look outside and you see the sunset and you see the beautiful mountains you look at that and you think that it's beautiful and you wouldn't want to change a thing and that is God's creation and we just think that his creation is so beautiful and we look at other people and we see how beautiful his creation is and we don't want to change it but then when I'm looking at myself even though I know that I am God's creation, all I can see is what I want to change. And I feel guilty about that because I know that 
I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And I know that God, when he looked at the rest of the earth, he says it is good. But when he looked at us, he said it is very good. God loves us more than any other creation. He put more time and care into us than any other creation. We are so like looking at the way that we function. It's so much better than anything else he has created. But we look at that sunset and we think it's beautiful and we wouldn't want to change a thing. But then when we look at us, or like I look at myself, all I see is what I want to change. And I felt almost guilty. And I'm like, I want to be able to look at myself as one of God's beautiful creations, not as something that I want to change about myself. Exactly. And I remember seeing somewhere in, I was doing research for school papers, kind of, I don't know how it came about, but I remember we were doing research for this project and about 60, about I think it was more than 60, actually. I think it was like 70% of girls, the first thing they look in the mirror, they see something negative about themselves. They don't notice something positive. They notice the negative about themselves. And I think it's very important to, to, to let these girls know that, that their bodies aren't negative and that they don't need to change. Yeah. And one of the verse that I really like is Psalm 19, verse 1. It says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the skies proclaim the works of his hands. And so it's just showing how evident, like, God is through all of those things. And so he should be, like, almost evident through us. Like, we should be living our lives, um, just um, letting his love shine through us. And so if you are struggling with an eating disorder, I understand how real it is. It's something that I never thought I was going to struggle with. I like never would have thought it. And then when I was in that eating disorder, I was almost hearing all these words in my head. If I were to eat like a granola bar being like, okay, you ate this today. Now you can't eat anything else. And it was horrible mindset. And I, um, didn't even know how it happened, but all I know is that those words couldn't stop. So I know that an eating disorder is so real and it's so hard, but just know that Roy, we are praying for you and that if you just turn to God, he will help you. And so obviously recovery is not always going to be just praying and you are 100% healed. It can be. That's almost what happened for me. It was after two years of an eating disorder, but I am in recovery and I haven't really struggled too much since. Um, but just know that you're not alone and God's with you and um, you're beautiful. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you want to add to this podcast? Uh, not that I think so. A few points that I was actually going to say you hit bang on about how we're God's beautiful, wonderful, we're how, how we're be- God's beautiful creation. And how that we were wonderfully made in his image. And that was something actually someone told me is like the same thing that you said is like God said that creation was good, but that we were very good. So why would we want to change something that God thinks is very good over his creation that we adore and that he says is good? And that really struck home to me, like that God says that creation's good. And I love sunsets. That's probably one of my favorite things about nature and creation is sunsets. So sunsets, the most beautiful sunset is just good, but we are very good. So compared to that beautiful sunset that I love seeing, or even picturing Australia, we're very good compared to that. And I think that's what really struck home for me is, wow, like thinking about this, like this is such like, it's that we're just, we're a lot better than the sunset that we love. And it just, 
it really just strikes home. Yeah, that's so true. Um, and I just want to say that if you are struggling with an eating disorder, I would say go get help. That yes. is the best thing ever. I know when I was struggling with my eating disorder at first, I was super guilty. I didn't want people to know because that was something that was almost frowned upon. And I thought that people would love me less if I let them know. But they love just the same, if not more. And they were so supportive and they were praying for me. I know my aunt was the person that I went to and she was my prayer warrior. She would check up on me all the time, making sure I was okay. And um, I am so grateful for her and God really used her in my life. And then from that, I she encouraged me to go talk to my doctor who then got me set up with a counselor. And so God helped me 100%, but sometimes you need to have those people to also support you that God will send into your life. So making sure that you're also getting help from people. Yeah, for me, it was uh, a family from my church. Uh, I was the one who reached out to them. And uh, from there, there, because I was ashamed to tell them because I thought that I'd be shunned from Christianity. Like, I thought that my church would, like, not allow me to come anymore because I wasn't this Christian that everyone pictured to be. And then from there, everyone from the church became my prayer warrior. And Mm -hmm. everyone from the church referred me to resources and counseling. And I got the proper help that I needed through the church. That's good. That's good. So I've been thinking a lot recently and in this podcast episode, we told you our testimonies regarding eating disorders and we told you some good advice on how to overcome it and how to um, hopefully end up in recovery. But I also realize that sometimes that's not going to work because I've been there. I have struggled with an eating disorder for two years. Um, And I know that might be a short time compared to some people. And for other people, that might be a longer time. And in this podcast episode, I don't want to compare. I don't want to compare stories. I don't want to compare eating disorders. I want to be honest and open with everyone. But guys, we can go to the world for help. And it might help. I went to the world for help. I went to counselors I went to recovery sessions I went to I was on the list for therapists and that might help for a little bit you might go away from that session thinking wow that really helped but none of that completely healed me none of that completely helped me and I know that when I was going through times I just needed to talk to someone, and that was good. I could talk to my counselor, and I could get everything off of my chest because I didn't feel like I could talk to about it to anyone else. But that didn't necessarily heal me, and I would go away from that session thinking, wow, I got everything off of my chest. And she had good advice, but none of that helped. I went all summer talking to this counselor once a week, but I still struggle with it. 
And I think the only reason that I was healed, or not I think, I know the only reason I was healed was because of God and was because of God's healing. And sometimes I found it really hard when my mom would just be like, here's a meal, eat it. Because no one really understood what was going on in my head if they haven't struggled with it. I know my mom meant well and I know my mom loved me, but just because she made a meal for me and put a meal in front of me, that made me even more guilty because I know how much hard work she put into that meal. But my body would not let me eat it. My brain would not let me eat it. I was not worthy enough for food. Or when she would try and throw lyrics from, or like remind me of lyrics in different songs that I've written, that didn't help. It would just make me angrier because I realized that there was a problem. I realized what I needed to do, but my brain wouldn't let me do it. And I don't know if that's how you feel. I don't know if your brain is telling you that you're too guilty or not that you're too guilty, that you're not worthy enough to eat food and you feel guilty every time you eat food because that was me. And it's real and it's hard. And if people haven't been through it, they don't understand. And as much as you confine in people and as much as they give you that surfacey level of assurance that it's going to be okay, it's still hard. And so that's why I want to really bring you to the word just to encourage you. In the Bible, it talks about healing. In James 5.15, it says, And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you might be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful. When we're going through this eating disorders, or when I went through the eating disorder, I remember writing the shortest prayer in my Bible to saying, Lord, heal me, or Lord, I need you, or Lord, help me. And that was a step. Because I distanced myself so much from God, not because I was mad at God for this happening, but because I was so guilty. And I would pray these prayers. But I think that there's something amazing of just writing out scripture and praying scripture. So if you go into James 5, 14 to 16, just pray that prayer. If anyone is among you sick, then call it to the elders of the church and pray over them. Anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. You can go out, reach to pe- reach out to people in your church, reach out to your parents, reach out to anyone who will pray with you. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. Guys, the healing of God is so amazing. It might not happen right away, but it will happen. God will heal you. Okay? You just need to go to God. You just need to pray to God. And you just need to know that he will heal you. He was able to heal blind men. He was able to heal lame men. He was able to heal the dead, bring the dead back to life so he can heal you from this eating disorder. I don't know if you know God. And if you don't, that's the best decision I've ever made. Every single time I walk away or I distance myself from God because of guilt, the best decision I could ever do is come back to him and surrender myself to him. Because he's always got you. He always loves you. And he's always waiting there with his arms wide open for you just to run back to him. 
he healed me. It took two years, but he healed me completely to the fact where I haven't been able to struggle with the eating disorder. Yes, these thoughts might pop up in my head, but I've never been able to take them into action again. I haven't been able to skip a meal again. That's the way that God has healed me, and I'm so grateful for it because I don't know where I would be if he didn't. It took two years, but he healed me, and I'm so happy and I'm healthy and I'm free of this eating disorder. Yes, the counseling helped. Yes, talking to people helped on the surface, but it didn't help deep down. But Jesus, he healed me and I know with so much confidence that he will heal you too. Maybe it might not be this second. Maybe it won't be for a month and maybe it won't be for a year. God is teaching you something through this and will use it. And I know that it's hard and I know that I knew that God would use it for good, but it hurt me while I was in it. I didn't understand how I got here. I didn't understand why I got here. But now that I'm healed, I'm so happy that I have Jesus in my life. Psalm 147.3 He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Job 5.18 For he wounds but he also binds up. He injures, but his hands also heal. I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, declared the Lord, because you are called an outcast. And then it's also talking that you can reach out to God. You can ask him to heal you. Jeremiah seventeen fourteen says, Heal me, Lord, and I will be healed. Save me and I will be saved, for you are the one I praise. Cry out to God. Surrender yourself to God. He loves you so much and he will heal you. And Lord, I just pray for all these people who are listening right now. They need to hear this message and you've brought them to this podcast so that they could hear it. Lord, you love them so much. Some of them know that. Some of them might not know how much you love them. Actually, we all don't know exactly how much you love us, but we know that it's a lot. You know that it's more than we could ever imagine, more than we could ever love someone else. Lord, you made us, and you made us for a purpose. Right now, we are struggling so much. But Lord, we know that you're going to use us for good, but sometimes that that doesn't even comfort us right now because we don't understand why it had to be us. We don't understand how we got here. All we know is that we want to get out. But it's not as easy as some people might think. Our brain is attacking us. Every food that goes into our body, our brain is saying that we're not worthy enough. We are guilty. But Lord, that's not true. That's our distorted thoughts. Lord, you've healed me, and I pray that you would heal the people on the other side of this screen. Because I know that you can do that. I know that you will do that. Lord, I pray that whether saved or not saved, they would come to you. They would surrender themselves to you. And they would have hope, because they know that the God who made them 
The God who saved them is the God who can heal them. Amen. All right. So thank you so much, Courtney, for coming on this podcast episode. I really appreciated hearing your story and just that you took the time out of your day to share it with others. Yes, thank you so much, Amy. It was great to hear your story as well. And I just want to say to everyone else, make sure that you listen to the podcast every Wednesday. Um, There will be a new episode and um, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.